sometimes stuff happens. And uh, I have learned as a father that perhaps the best response isn't always, hey, Junior, buck up and get over it. Let's get into that. Before we jump into today's episode, we just wanted to share a few things with you. First, we'd like you to like this episode and then subscribe to our podcast. If you're doing that on YouTube, also hit the bell notification so that you know when we post anything new and then share this with somebody that you feel like would be this would be beneficial for. That's right. If you would like to support our show further, uh, we would welcome that. You are welcome to do that at anchor.fm slash marriage by design to check out your options for supporting the program financially. Otherwise, guys, the links to our social media are always in the description of every video. So feel free to check those out there. And now let's get to the show. Hey, everybody, I'm Nate Warnock, and you are listening to Family Friday on the Marriage by Design podcast. This is typically the part where my lovely wife's melodious voice pops in and announces her presence, but she is not with me tonight. We uh, I mentioned this on Mondays, but uh, we typically tape on Sunday nights, which is what it is, and she went up to put our youngest, the baby, to bed and uh, did not come back down. So I cleaned up the kitchen and went to uh, see how it was going, and she was fast asleep in our bed, snuggled up with the baby, and I just didn't have the heart to uh, wake her up. So that's where she is currently. So I figured, well, I will, uh, I'll jump in on Family Friday and share a little bit. So this may be a little bit of a shorter episode. Andrea does always does such a great job of of. Uh, mapping these out and kind of outlining what we're going to talk about. And I'm going on the fly here a little bit, but there has been something over the last uh, several weeks that has been on my, on my mind with regards to highlighting an important role that we have as parents. And it's one that I want to share with you. And that's helping our children identify problems and be solution minded. Now I'm not, look, I'm not, I'm not, making any earth shattering truths here, but so often it's something that I think gets overlooked in parenting. And I just, I want to encourage you and and your spouse to, to think about how you guys live this out in your own lives. And it's clearly something that's been forgotten a lot on at least a national level because, and this is what made me start thinking about it. I was listening to a series uh, called Lore. It's a it's a podcast series about. Um, he covers, you know, all kinds of different just sort of oddities uh, around the world. Kind of stories. Some of them can be spooky. Some of them can be, you know, like the history of of uh, vampires, right? That those types of things. And I find some of that kind of stuff fascinating. Human beings are are fascinating creatures, and particularly when it comes to some of our sort of age old traditions and, and lore. And that's really what the, what the show's about, but he has a commercial that he does in that show for, uh, some sort of online counseling service, psychology service. And in that video, one thing that he talks about is that the main function that this group of counselors wanted him to hit on in his advertisement, the, the, the niche that they fill is helping people brainstorm 
helping people uh, brainstorm how to solve their own problems because that's a skill that so many people lack is what he says in that commercial. So I'm taking the commercial at its word that that's something that they identified is that there's a lot of people, particularly in this 2020 post 2020 era where people just, they, they don't know how to problem solve for themselves and they need help with that. And man, what a, what a hopeless position that would be in to feel like, man, I've got these problems and I just, I have no idea how to sort out a solution to them. It made me think, man, parents, are we doing a good enough job? And I'm asking myself this as a parent, are we doing a good enough job with our children of challenging them in problems and challenging them to come up with solutions because what the temptation is as a parent and maybe I'm alone in this but I don't think that I am but the temptation is we see our children having a problem maybe it's a disagreement with a sibling maybe it's a frustration with a a toy or a game or whatever and we want to jump in we see the problem we fix it we move on Right, because I don't want them to keep crying or whining or fighting or whatever the situation is. And I'm being more and more convicted with our own children that I need to be better about sitting down with them and saying, Hey, Jackson or Ryan or Riker Lincoln, what's the problem here? I I need you to think about it and I need you to tell me the problem that you're having. Right? Not in a whiny way, not in a you know, well, Jackson, what's the problem? Well, Riker's being a jerk. That's the problem. No, that's not the problem, right? There's an actual problem going on here. And the problem isn't you calling someone else a name, but so often we want to jump in and fix the problem because now as adults, we've gotten better at, particularly with our kids, seeing the problem, identifying it, identifying the solutions, formulating the solution and boom, it's implemented. And what are we actually doing for our kids when we do that? I mean, I I guess we're feeling good because we've solved the problem and our kids probably look at us as a hero in that moment. But are we actually training our children in the kinds of life skills that they need when they grow up? Right? I mean, our, our responsibility as a parent biblically is to steward these children that the Lord gave us, right? They're not, they're not our children. They're God's children that he's entrusted to us. And so we have a responsibility to raise them with an understanding that you are a image bearer of the most high God. And he has put you into a world that sadly is uh, overrun with sin, which means there's going to be trouble in your life, but God has overcome the world. So uh, those troubles in your life can be overcome uh, one by tapping into the power of the Lord through the Holy Spirit and two by using this brain and intellect that he gave you to Think creatively about your problems, identify the problem, and then identify a solution, put it into action. But those things don't just happen, right? It's unreasonable for me to expect that my two-year-old just is going to wake up one day and go, Dad, I understand that now Mother and I look at my pooping in the potty practices differently, and uh, I shall make an effort to put my poopies in the potty, now understanding that that is the problem that we're having. Right? That's ridiculous. They're not going to do that. They have to be trained up in that. And step one in that, and sometimes this is the hardest part, is helping them to 
verbalize the problem, right? What is the problem, particularly for our kids that are in that two, three, four, five range where uh, they're just, everything's, everything makes them want to cry or whine. Oh, excuse me. Everything makes them want to cry or whine. It drives me crazy. Drives Andrea crazy. But uh, we can really help them by sitting them down and listening as parents and saying, okay, will you will you try to tell me what's going on here? Can you tell me what the problem is? And then have some back and forth with them to really help them narrow down the problem. And then, of course, the follow-up to that, and this is the empowering part, is how would, for us to say to our kids at their age appropriate level, how would you suggest that we fix this problem? Because what you've done there is helped your son or daughter to realize, Hey, I don't actually have to rely on anyone else for solutions to this issue. I actually have all the tools that I need. I can think through the problem And I can come up with the solution. And then it's our job as parents to help hone that, right? Uh, When Riker and Lincoln are fighting over a toy, then Riker can identify the problem. Hey, I want to play with this toy, but he's trying to take it from me. The solution can't be punching him in the face, right? And and we've all, we all have been there where, where our kids have come to a solution, but the solution is not appropriate to the problem. That's where we come in as parents and say, okay, uh, you good job on identifying the problem. You both want this toy. The solution can't be brute force. Why? Well, one, because that's dishonoring to the Lord, right? We're to treat others with respect. Even our enemies were to treat with love, let alone our brother, who's certainly not our enemy, he should be our best friend. So that's one. Two, if you make a practice of just trying to brute force take things from other people, spoiler alert, you're not always going to be the biggest guy in the room. And if you just start trying to throw down fisticuffs every time you want something, you're going to get your butt kicked. So rather than going down that road, is there not another solution we can come up with and see what they come up with? Right. I mean, involving even multiple siblings in this, both the two in my example, Riker and Lincoln and say, hey, there's two of you and there's one toy. So is there a solution we can come up with that solves this rather than my temptation, which is to just jump in and go, hey, Riker, he's playing with it right now. I'll set a timer on the microwave for five minutes. When the timer goes off, Lincoln, you need to give it to Riker and then he's going to get a chance to play with it for five minutes. See how I just I solved the problem. Right? Are we moving on as a family? Yeah. Have I taught them sharing? Yeah, really. I mean, we we kind of tell ourselves as parents when we mandate sharing, we've taught sharing. I had a professor in law school in one of my trial classes, and I tried so hard, guys, to not take very many trial classes because I knew I didn't want to be a trial attorney. But mock trial was a class that I that I took, and the professor was great who taught it, but. One thing he always told us that really stuck with me is you'll win some trials if you tell the jury what to believe, but you'll win all the trials if you empower the jury to convince themselves of what to believe. So we can either try and convince 
the jury to believe something, or we can give them all of the breadcrumbs and tools that we need to allow them to convince themselves. When we talk about things like sharing, if I just tell the boys, hey, you take it for five minutes and then you take it for five minutes, sharing, I've told them that's sharing. And over time, they may see the, the, the value in that sharing because they both get a chance with the toy. You know, as a parent, you probably know the reality, which is after a couple of minutes, they're both going to be playing together with the toy probably anyway. So, I'm sorry guys. So, there is some value in that, and sometimes that's necessary. But the difference is if you get one or both of them to go, hey, the problem is there's one toy. What if I let him play with it for a little bit and then I'll play with it for a little bit after? Or probably the suggestion will be, how about if I play with it for a little while first, because kids can be selfish, and then I'll let him play with it, you know, after a few minutes or after lunch or whatever. And then having the ability as a parent to go, hey, that's a really great idea. Thank you for thinking of the problem and coming up with your own solution. Let's do that. Or if the problem's unreasonable, coming back and saying, you know, lunch isn't going to be for another several hours. Do you think maybe you could let him play with it sooner than that after you're done and and have some back and forth there? It I really help, believe it helps our kids start to understand, hey, I can come up with solutions to my own problems. And over time, there may be some payoffs to you as a parent because your kids stop coming to you so often because they're figuring out their own problems over here. But more importantly than that, they're going to get to be adults and they're not going to freak out when trouble comes because they don't know how to handle it. They'll have the tools that they need to be able to um, recognize conflict, recognize problems, uh, clearly identify the problem and come up with their own solutions. And for you as a parent, then your role becomes more one of consultant than one of commander, right? So sometimes we got to be the commander. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. That's part of parenting. That's just the reality of it. But as we can transition with our kids to being more of a consultant that sort of walks them through this, we're putting them in a position of being able to think independently and act independently, which is ultimately what we want right now. I understand right now you may go, I don't ever want to give my little baby up, but I know the truth of the matter is you want your little baby to be able to be off on their own and, uh, and living for the Lord and living righteously and making good decisions. And, and man, we, we need to be able to arm our kids with the ability to think critically about their lives. And, and man, a, a entry level to that is teaching our kids how to think, uh, about, you know, problems and come up with their own solutions. So that's just my little bit for you guys to think about today is to really maybe take inventory with, with your spouse or if you're a single mom or single dad, think about yourself and think, man, am I, how often am I really requiring my kids to answer for the problems in their lives? And, and I clearly identify those problems. And then am I empowering them to come up with solutions to those, to those problems and, and stewarding them in those ways? 
So take that for what it's worth. Uh, hope there's something in there that you go, man, I can, I can walk away with that guys love so much that you guys pay attention to the marriage by design podcast. Love that you come with us on this journey. Our community, uh, in the marriage by design podcast is, is great. We always love hearing from you guys. So many people leave us good comments and, and feedback and, and uh, emails and all the rest. We just so appreciate you guys doing that. So feel free to put a comment down in the comment section below. If you have something that you do that, uh, you know, kind of put your kids in the position of being solution oriented and coming up with their own solutions. I would love to hear those, uh, sort of disciplines that you have in your family, either in the video comment section below or over on our Facebook page, marriage by design podcast guys. Thanks again for joining us. I'm quite certain Andrea will be back in the saddle next week and uh, right alongside of us until then. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember God is for your family. Have a great weekend. Oh, my God.